Welcome to another episode of Talking Fast, a Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Suzanne. And I'm Alexis. And we're two longtime fans of the show, excited to rewatch and recap it along the way. This week, we are answering all of your questions that you are dying to know. This is an AMA episode. Ask me anything, like like a celebrity on Reddit. We're about to unleash all of our private... Yeah. No, a bunch of stuff to you. (laughs) Yeah, this was kind of an impromptu AMA. So we might do one in the future where we solicit questions for a longer time and get some more of our listeners who aren't just on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I am pretty excited to answer these questions. Me too. We've never done something like this before. Me either. And I enjoy a lot of the questions we got. There's like a wide breadth of pop culture many specific to Gilmore Girls like I just feel like this is a treat for me to be able to just talk about myself and us and our shared interests so like yeah we I I always feel like we divulge a lot about ourselves when we're podcasting but looking Mm -hmm. back on it I don't think we do (laughs) we just like both know ourselves and each other fairly well Mm -hmm. at this point so it's just but now we can I mean, none of these are super invasive questions. No. Can... Yeah, like, what is your deepest, darkest fear? My <laughs> boss asked me that at work the other day. That feels We were doing, like, inappropriate. a round table of random questions <laughs> for team building, and one of them, what's your, what's your darkest fear? Oh, my God. Some people gave some pretty funny answers, so. What, what was your answer? <laughs> Mine was water that I can't see the bottom of. Okay. I love swimming and I love the ocean and mm-hmm. everything, but if I can't see the bottom, I have no idea what's mm-hmm. down there. That's terrifying. I used to have like a recurring dream that I was in a car that was like sinking in water, you know? Ooh, yeah. It was like a stress dream. Like Vampire uh, Diaries. Yeah, exactly like Vampire <laughs> Diaries. Maybe that's what started it because honestly, like, it's, that's not like an active fear of mine because <laughs> yeah. it's not really something that comes up daily for me. <laughs> I don't drive by a lake or anything. So <laughs> I, but then um, I told my partner that and he like taught me the ways to like break out of the car if that's oh, happening. that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, you can use your seatbelt metal to, like, whack, yeah, whack the window, break, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so then I feel like I've had that dream less. That's nice. Oh, that's good. Just got to feel equipped. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel equipped for what's in the ocean. I don't think I ever will. None of us should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Anyways, yeah. let's get into our questions. <laughs> should we just dive right in? I think so. So these are all questions we've been sent, and we are answering them in a random predetermined order by... A shuffle system known as Suzanne transcribing Instagram <laughs> replies into Google Docs. So here we go. Yeah. I will read our first question. Choose one wardrobe. Rory's, Lorelai's, or Emily's? And I think this one is for Suzanne specifically. This person added, not Taylor's. <laughs> That's a very direct attack. Because <laughs> that is what I would have said because I like Rory's, Lorelai's, and Emily's outfits, but none of them are anything I would ever wear. Mm-hmm. And I hate wearing dresses and skirts. Uh, but if I had to pick one of those, which I obviously do right. in this very serious situation, I think I would pick Emily's. Oh, really? I know. I was torn between Emily's and Rory's, but I like that Emily's like uh, projects a very specific 
character, like a very specific character trait. Yeah. And I like that. It reminds me of, if any of you have ever seen Once Upon a Time, that really cheesy Disney show, Regina, Mm -hmm. I loved her outfits. She is always like in a power suit kind of. And that's... That's what I would choose if I had to dress like any of these. Regina and Emily <laughs> could get along or they'd be like powerful They totally enemies. would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'd be like the neighbors who hate each other, mm-hmm. uh, but are basically the same people. Yeah. But then they could like come together against a new neighbor who's handing out like king sized yeah. candy bars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who would you choose out of these three? The three Gilmore girls. I was most drawn to Rory or Lorelai and I felt. I didn't have quite the same reaction. I was pretty pleased with the option. I wouldn't say like I dress like them, but they wear things I could aspire to wearing, I guess. Um, And I'm going to go with Rory as my pick. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think because she's got a lot of the more like casual laid back options. I'm a very casual dress for comfort kind of classic style, you know, so I would not... I don't really like dress clothes, so I don't mind dresses, but, you know, like business wear, professional wear. So, like, Emily's is a nightmare for me, Um, and Lorelai even dresses up quite a lot for the inn and whatnot. So I also liked that Rory's has so much range, you know, because it's from high school and on. So, like, the way that fashion repeats, I would have, like, so many options because it would be, like, is her younger style in trend right now? Is the later style in trend? Like... (laughs) I don't That's think I'd true. ever get use out of the uniform, unfortunately, but like... For Halloween, <laughs> maybe. I could, yeah, if I want to go there. <laughs> so yeah, I liked that question. Cool. Interesting that neither of us... I think Lorelai's outfits are so like bold yeah. in a way that I don't feel either of us necessarily are. Yeah, it's like... Um, I think of it as like, you know, the different ways that you express yourself, you know? And yeah. I realized at a certain point in life mine is like not fashion and I am not bold in that way and I'm actually quite I can be shy I really like to just kind of like blend in you know and with exceptions of course sometimes I'm really excited Mm -hmm. about an outfit and I feel like I want to be seen and admired but yeah I think I think for that reason I'm like I just would rather just be a bit more muted but I like I really admire it on her Mm -hmm. yeah I agree (laughs) okay uh, so second question, what influenced you two to choose the education paths that you did? That's a good one. This is a good one. Where are my notes? Oh, I wrote, <laughs> I like books and talking in class. I'm that girl. <laughs> we should uh, explain what our education paths are for oh, good any new listeners. Right. Um. So I did like, a, I steamed straight ahead. I did like a very traditional quote-unquote traditional like high school next right after graduation college four-year college and then I went right into grad school PhD program and I'm hopefully just going to finish it in the seven years and then I'm gonna go work or something so like (laughs) I just like I don't know I kept going I did not pass go or whatever like (laughs) which has led to some burnout (laughs) some things that I have you know dealt with um so that was mine. I think you've shared bits and pieces of yours on different episodes as well. Yours was a bit yeah. more uh, mobile. I, I don't know. Like you had more elements. Yeah. 
So I have a PhD in English that I finished in May, specifically in medieval literature. And I also went to college right out of high school, although I like did move around a couple times in college. So I went to a couple different schools. But then I got accepted into a master's program in the University of Iceland. And I had to take a year off to earn enough money to get a visa to go to Iceland. Mm. (laughs) So I took a year off between undergrad and my master's degree. And then I went to Iceland for two years. And that included a semester in Copenhagen, Denmark, which was pretty cool. And then, so I graduated with my master's degree in Vikings and medieval Norse uh, (laughs) studies from the University of Iceland. And then I took a year off. Because I didn't get into any PhD programs right out of my master's. And I took a year off and lived with my parents, uh, which was an experience. (laughs) And I worked. (laughs) And then I got accepted into a couple PhD programs and went to our, well, my alma mater to do my PhD. And yeah. And now I work at a as a policy analyst uh, with doing nothing to do with medieval studies. (laughs) I wish I had studied abroad more. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty great. I also did a semester in New Zealand in undergrad. Undergrad. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I wasn't I felt like like I felt like there was like a prescriptive path perhaps or like I never maybe I I don't feel like I ever even considered taking time off because it's like yeah, some of that stuff I wouldn't feel like I could afford, but for some reason it never occurred to me like oh, just take a year off and work so you could go do it or I don't know. So, yeah. 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 I mean, it wasn't fun. Yeah, I'm sure. But I'm <laughs> I'm the kind of person who like gets a goal in mind and then will do whatever it takes to finish that goal. So taking a year off, when I had my year off between undergrad and my master's degree, I lived with my grandparents mm. and that was also an experience. <laughs> um <laughs> But I was like, it's going to be worth it. And it was worth it. So, yeah. To any of our younger listeners, uh, go for it. (laughs) Go for it. Go big or go home. Yeah. (laughs) I guess so. Yeah. And I will backtrack to say I'm also doing a PhD in like literary studies and American literature. Specifically, my time period is like the end of the 19th century into the 20th. So the progressive era and... I'm interested in energy and exhaustion, labor, gender, so on and so forth. Um, I haven't yet found a succinct way to describe my dissertation project, so I'm just going to throw out words until I do. Yeah, and <laughs> I haven't either, and I already finished one. <laughs> That's good to know. That's good to know. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's We're- us. If you are ever applying to grad school or in grad school and feel like you need advice, we're open to it. Yes. I feel like we are we have things to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess I would also say this might be in like our first episode ever. I don't know, like an introduction. We did an introduction, but like we met on our paths to education or however the question worded it, um, the education paths. Yeah, we met in search of our paths and we shared an office together because we are we I am you were teaching assistants and we had desks that were back to back so we chatted about tv and now here we are recording it (laughs) yeah mostly Gilmore Girls and The Bachelor yeah although I feel like we both kind of started to move on from The Bachelor yeah at least I I haven't been watching for a while 
on this topic, it brings us to our next question, which is favorite shows besides Gilmore Girls. And I was thinking about like categories of shows, breaking it down because I'm like, I watch so much TV. I don't even know how to answer yeah, this question. Too. But so in the reality TV category alone, like recently in the past couple of years. So while we've been podcasting, I have switched loyalties from Bachelor <laughs> to Love Island. Like I think Love Island is by and far way more entertaining. UK specifically, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also on the Love Island train. Hopefully their winter season is going to be coming out soon. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. It's really weird. I don't like a lot of reality TV that's just like reality, reality. Like I've never gotten into the Kardashians or any shows like that or the Real Housewives Yeah, I think shows. that's like called Lifestyle. Oh, okay. And I'm also Yeah, I need not... like competition kind of. I like there to be a competition as well. I think the closest Lifestyle show I like is Selling Sunset and all of the other real estate shows in that um the netflix like selling oc selling tampa like and those aren't technically lifestyle it's like supposedly it's about real estate right but like it's pretty much yeah they're pretty much <laughs> just like housewives but real estate agents yeah. <laughs> i do like uh hgtv shows but i don't watch those regularly because i don't have cable and, yeah same you know i like dancing reality shows Dancing with the Stars, So You Think You Can Dance. I like cooking reality TV shows, Top Chef, The Best, and then Master Chef. I like, what else? Um, yeah. Great I British just, Bake Yeah, Off cooking, Great British Bake Off. Delightful. So <laughs> there's so much there to talk about. Yeah. What are your favorite shows that aren't reality TV shows? Okay. Um, let me highlight. I didn't even, I wasn't even able to write them all down. I will just say I could... I just love TV and I feel so grateful to be alive during the like golden era or whatever they call it of TV, even though I think we're heading toward like a, I think we're heading toward a collapse or something like that. Like there's just too much yeah, content. We can't least. watch it all. Like, um, so anyway, yeah, I, I don't even know. I'll just throw out like rapid fire some titles and I'm bound to miss some, <laughs> but in terms of um, comedy, I was just thinking about New Girl. That's one I rewatch a lot, so I think I'm I'm due for another rewatch of that soon. The Good Place, my guilty pleasure that formed my personality in high school was Glee. <laughs> then I love a good drama as well. I love a dramedy. I love crossing boundaries, but I'm rewatching The Good Wife right now, uh, which is like a lawyer show. Love it. Another classic Mad Men. I haven't rewatched that in a while. I just rewatched all of Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon, which like rekindled my interest in Game of Thrones. Uh, I like my teen TV, Gossip Girl, Vampire Diaries, so on, and then reality TV, like we just mentioned. And I'm probably missing some because it's like there's some recent stuff too that it's like, am I going to put them on there yet? Like I've been liking Star Wars and Marvel shows like WandaVision ahsoka loki so on so forth i like succession white lotus like um what are other bob's burgers i i don't i just watch so much tv yeah <laughs> oh me too how yeah my, how about you my favorite show of all time is northern exposure yeah, which i've yeah, mentioned yeah. many times before hopefully someday it will be streaming because i know people would love it 
We need um, to. Should we start a petition? We totally should. Yeah. I think it's like something to do with the music rights. Just mute it. So no. <laughs> <laughs> the music is like a pretty big part of the show. Oh, no. <laughs> we should. I don't know. Petition the music artists if and if they're all still alive. Yeah. Because it's from the early nineties. Or do like a GoFundMe <laughs> to so pay old, for but... the music. Yeah. <laughs> right. Kickstarter, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Other than that, I like a wide range of shows. I like uh, The Expanse is my favorite sci-fi show and also one of my favorite sci-fi book series. If you are into books and like sci-fi, it's very good. It's nine books, wow. but they're all worth it. And the authors live where I live right now. I met one of them. Ooh. There are two. There's like co-authors. I met one of them a couple months ago and got him to sign my book. It's awesome. Uh, so The Expanse is great. Uh, that's on Amazon Prime now. It's originally from the sci-fi channel. Uh, which I know people scoff about, but whatever. <laughs> no, I think the sci-fi channel is fun. I never have cable, but, you know. Yeah, like, me neither. Yeah. Um, I also love, like, period dramas. Mm-hmm. Like, Call the Midwife is one that I rewatch almost every year. Whenever there's a new season, I, like, start rewatching it a couple months beforehand. And then Downton Abbey I loved. Mm. I never really got into Downton Abbey, Oh, I love it. Yeah. I've been watching the new show by the same creator, Julian Fellows, I think, called The Gilded Age, which actually you should check out. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, Um, which isn't as good as Downton Abbey, but it's still good and like really interesting. Um, I love a good teen drama. I've also recently finished Gen V, which is a spinoff of The Boys. Yeah. Did you watch The Boys? I loved it. I, yeah, I watched The Boys after Gen V because I love Gen V so much. And I like Gen V the best, but it's a really interesting so- superhero yeah. show. Yeah, so I started The Boys and I was like incredibly impressed. It's kind, it's like a take on like mm-hmm. superhero movies for Very those unfamiliar. And based on comics, right, I think. Yeah. And I just don't know if I was in, like, the right headspace for, like, the version of satire (laughs) and humor it's doing. So I'm just waiting for me to be, like, in the place for, like, a really dark and kind of gruesome sometimes um, show. Yeah. Um, But Gen V sounds really cool. So I'm like, do I have to watch all of the boys to watch it? So it's good to know that you you did the other order. Yeah, Gen V is, like, the... Not they're not teenagers. I think they're like college age, but the young person spinoff, and it's just got like such good characters. Um, see other shows. I I don't know. I also watch a lot of TV, so you'd have to. I could pretty much just name a million shows, but I think those are the ones that I come to mind first, mm-hmm. most recently. And Buffy the Vampire. Yeah. You know, we did a Buffy episode. Yeah, Buffy is great. Yeah. Which I didn't, I said on that episode I would watch it and then I didn't watch more, but maybe I will yeah, someday. Yeah, you should. Yeah. I think yeah. one of my favorite vampire shows is True Blood. That's also another great uh, cheesy but classic HBO show. Yeah. I, speaking of like cheesy but classic shows, I've been slowly trying to watch Lost because uh, oh, it's like I never got into right that. but it's like one of those shows you know that it seems like yeah. everyone has seen it and I really liked Yellow Jackets recently speaking of like recent oh, shows to watch that yeah and like everyone said Yellow Jackets was really inspired by Lost so it's like yeah, yeah. 
<sighs> that reminds me of The Last of Us, which was great. The Last of Us was so good. <laughs> also, talking about, um, oh, Shit's Creek. Also, that's such a good show. Um, Parks and Rec. Okay, anyways. I know. <laughs> but... <laughs> This question also ties into another one that we were asked, yeah. which is, do you have any other shows or movies you watch specifically for a certain time of year? This was a this was a good question. And I I was actually kind of surprised when I was trying to think of an answer that like obviously Gilmore Girls and Fall is the main one for me. And the only other thing I could think of is Stranger Things actually oh. um, felt very like fall and even specifically October to me, but mostly only for the first two seasons. You know, it's like yeah. the second season is Halloween and there's all the stuff going on with like their their iconic Ghostbusters outfits that they wear and then nobody else at school dressed up. <laughs> um, so like that one makes me think that may. It's like scary for me because I'm not good at scary stuff too. So it's very like spooky season, Stranger Things. But mm -hmm. did you have any seasonal shows? I have a lot. Oh, okay. I, I'm like a, I love creating little traditions for myself. Yeah. Uh, so I have, I mean, obviously Gilmore Girls, I would start before we started this podcast, I'd start it like whenever I smelt the first smell of fall outside. <laughs> Um, but I also, True Blood is something I usually watch, like start to rewatch every summer because it feels like a summer mm -hmm. show to me taking place in Louisiana. Um, I often rewatch the first couple seasons of Grimm. Uh, oh. I don't know if you ever watched that show, but I watched that around Halloween. I never make it all the way through because there's like a certain point where I just think it gets bad. <laughs> is that inspired by like the brothers grim uh, or no? i mean super loosely okay. it's like a supernatural hunters okay. kind of show okay. where the main character is a cop so that always makes me feel a bit weird but he's hunting supernatural creatures which is cool <laughs> i know Ooh, that makes me think of um another show that i'm like how do i feel brooklyn 99 i think it's just uh, such a good comedy but then i'm like is it a what do they what's propaganda? the propaganda <laughs> Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah. is this propaganda? <laughs> so yeah. I feel your concern. Yeah. I also have a lot of movies that I watch on specific mm -hmm. days every year. I watch A Christmas Carol, the 1984 version with, uh, uh, gosh, now I've completely forgot the actor's name, but it's the 1984 version. Every year in the days leading up to Christmas, usually the 23rd of December, mm. and I watch uh v for vendetta every november 5th right right <laughs> i watch jesus christ superstar on easter <laughs> i was raised pretty religious i'm not very religious anymore but my dad's also a huge huge musical yeah fan and so we always watch that as a kid and i can't let that go i also watch the prince of egypt on the first day of passover wow i didn't uh, know these things <laughs> Yeah, I have a lot of little, like, rituals for myself, strangely, relating to TV and movies. I don't think it's that strange at all. Like, it's our it's like, religion and culture. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're just hodgepodging I, it together. I feel like there's another one. I think Call the Midwife is another one that I watch kind of seasonally because the new season always drops on Netflix around the same time. Mm -hmm. So I usually start that, like, in August. Yeah, I think that's about it. I like I like that a lot. I feel like my I think I'm cyclical is what I would use to describe mm -hmm. like the way that I do return to a, like a set of shows 
that you know can change over time but I just kind of get the call one day you know (laughs) yeah I feel that (laughs) it's in the wind that now is the time to watch new girl or the good wife that's like what recently happened to me like I think I've watched the good wife through this might be my third time it's pretty long but um and gossip girl is on that wheel there's like a few others mad men like um, where yeah, I, they're just like long shows that you can really yeah. just like get into a long rewatch of that. I like I like being on that wheel. I don't want to break the cycle. Yeah, I like it. I know. But then I, I like watching new, new shows, shows as well. But yeah, so busy. I'm busy. Yeah, there's something mm-hmm. comforting about restarting a show that you can just like watch a few episodes every night and like yeah, you don't really have to pay that much attention, but you're still enjoying it. Yeah. You know, I've been playing 2048 <laughs> while I watch. Yeah, TV. I, my mom gets me this digital advent calendar every year that has a whole bunch of games on oh, it. So that's what I've been playing. That's fun. All right. Speaking of TV, what is our favorite episode of Gilmore Girls? And I will say something I like about these questions is for the first time in a while, I was able to think about like all of the different seasons Mm -hmm. you know like I'm not just limited to what we've covered so I will go ahead and share I decided to pick season five episode seven you jump I jump Jack (laughs) yeah because I'm like hey we're nearing season five we're nearing Rory and Logan and what as far as iconic episodes go like I wouldn't say necessarily the whole episode is iconic because I couldn't remember like what are the other plot lines in that episode like it's not as thematic like strong as like dance marathon you know because that is like all one thing centered around that but you jump I jump Jack also apparently has like Luke is meeting Emily and Richard and they're trying to get to know him now that he and Lorelai are dating and I don't remember anything about that <laughs> I just remember you know the the life and death brigade and the jump and just like the fresh the breath the fresh air of like knowing that like she just is ignoring dean to go out on that trip (laughs) and like you just know you're like oh it's about to be over and it's like the sunlight i would jump to i would be like yay so yeah (laughs) yeah uh we'll get there soon yeah exciting (laughs) How about I you? Is it still Bracebridge Dinner? That's what dinner? I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bracebridge Dinner. I think the second one that I can think of would be uh, Liz and TJ's wedding. That oh, episode yeah. where Jess also comes back and they're, he and Luke have that talk about the self-help book and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but yeah, I think Bracebridge Dinner is my favorite just because, I don't know, it's like a Ren Fair of Gilmore Girls. I yeah. Love it. <laughs> I love I love that one too. <laughs> I think, like, you know, that one and, and, like, the Festival of Living Art is another example from Mm -hmm. our most recent season. Like, when they really just commit to, like, a bit or an idea or an event and then center everything around it in the episode, it is just so satisfying and they usually execute it so well and Mm -hmm. it's lovely. It's like a little gift for us that we remember so easily. I agree. (laughs) okay next question who is the most underrated side character and why what are your thoughts Uh, on this one I don't know it's hard to decide because I feel like a lot of the 
Like, there are some main side characters and then others that we don't get to know that much about mm-hmm. that I'd like to know more about. I was thinking maybe Maury. Oh, yeah. He seems like a cool guy, and I feel like him and Babette must have a really interesting love story. Yes. But we never really get to hear about it. Yeah. What would you That's pick? That's a good answer. I was, like... I, li- I liked this question because it was like I feel like Gilmore Girls is a unique show where like actually so many of the side characters are so highly rated <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like yeah if, if it's a side character there's at least some section of the fandom that like really likes them you know which you can't yeah, say true. for every other show and so I was like who can I even consider as underrated and then I was also thinking of like underrated by us the fans or like underrated by the writers and the show because that would definitely change Mm -hmm. my answer but to take it more at like face value I think I was thinking of um the reverend and the rabbi yeah they're so great they're so great together that dynamic and uh just each individual character like the way that we recently saw the reverend like encourage Luke and Lorelai to keep breaking the bells and all of their good fun together I'm like we could see more scenes with them also since we just were introduced to Lulu and we were both talking how much we like Kirk and Lulu I feel like we get so much Kirk and I am grateful but like we don't get too much Lulu and when we do it's only with Kirk from what I can remember so that could have been that could have been a space that could have been a spot for expansion I think but Probably most underrated by the writers would be probably Lane. Like they could have gone, yeah. they could have gone bigger and yeah, better with her. Agreed. They could have given her the Paris treatment. <laughs> the Paris treatment. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I don't know if a lot of people would call him underrated, but I feel like he's not the favorite of everybody. Like he should be. Is Jackson? Mm. He's such a fun character, and. I know he does like the vasectomy thing that he does with Sookie is terrible and a lot of people dislike him for that but there's Mm -hmm. so much else to his character that I think is really interesting. Yeah I feel like also we don't see him as much in this current season Um, so I wonder if that's probably a part of it too. It's like well what role do these characters play and if Sookie's main role Mm -hmm. is best friend and then that's already, you know, like a secondary. And so then Jackson is like tertiary of like, well, he's yeah, the exactly. husband <laughs> of the best. Like, so it's like, yeah, I I guess I could if I'm trying to be fair, I could see how that happens. But I, I agree with you. Oh, actually, this leads into our next question perfectly for me, at least one of my answers for this question. So our next question is, which storyline would you remove from Gilmore Girls? And is there a character you wish never appeared So let's just go with the first one for a second there. Which storyline would I want to remove? I had a long list, actually, so I'm sorry to the show. But I think if I had to pick just one, it might be the Jackson line about getting a vasectomy storyline. Because I just think that is, uh, like I've said before, I find that to be quite, like, unforgivable, to be honest. And I wonder, like, would his character actually do that? Like, who would do that to someone? Like, I view him as a very good person, and that is not a good thing to do, to state the very least. So, like, I think that as a storyline, I would be so happy to move, remove, and, like, I think it would make everything truer to the story and character rather than, like, otherwise. So, yeah. I just want to ask that. Cutting room floor. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't seem like something Jackson would do. Who, because... 
you can't not know the consequences of that. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't just think, oh, I'm not going to get a vasectomy. Nobody will ever know. Obviously, there's going to be a very clear consequence to not getting the vasectomy. And then like Suki going off birth control because she doesn't feel like she needs to be on it anymore. Mm-hmm. All of that. Yeah. I would also take that out, I think. Uh, otherwise, I think one that I would take out would be the Luke not telling Lorelai about April stuff yeah. because I really like April and I feel like she gets maligned so much for this storyline <laughs> just because Luke doesn't tell Lorelai. Like if if that hadn't happened and Lorelai had known about April the whole time, I feel like people wouldn't hate on her so much. Yeah. Um, cause she's just a, like, she's a good kid character. Like, yeah, she's annoying every once in a while. She's a kid. <laughs> she's also very clearly coded as autistic. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what is that? I don't know. It's just like, and Luke, Luke not telling Lorelai is kind of unforgivable also. And like when they're engaged and everything. So, and yeah, again, how could he not think that there would be consequences to that? So I agree. Yeah. I would take that out. That was also on my list. Um, what else have I got here? <laughs> I've got, I'll just do my rapid fire again. Rory <laughs> sleeping with Dean and then dating mm-hmm. him. Lane marrying Zach yeah. and getting pregnant. Then the Luke keeping April. Uh, Lorelai marrying Christopher. The, uh, Marty, Rory, and Lucy triangle situation. Oh, yeah, that that was so stupid. Has come up a couple times. Um, Jackson line. So we already did that one. And then looking ahead, the winner, the worst for me, probably. I don't know. If, well, we'll see. But Rory being pregnant at the end of the revival mm-hmm. as like the whole big final words, final moment thing, cliffhanger, dislike. I don't need to say more yeah. about it now. But <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I, I would agree with all of those. I can't believe I forgot about the Marty one. Mm-hmm. That's like there's nothing that comes from that whatsoever. It has no impact on anything. That just really screams, like, season seven, we don't have ASP. Like, what are we going to do? Like, oh, what if we brought Marty back? And what if Rory all of a sudden had these two new friends, Lucy and Olivia, whose names I had to look up because I didn't remember them. And I did pick them as my character I wish would never appear (laughs) because I was trying to think of like even characters I might dislike some of them are still so like crucial to plot lines you know so Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to say Christopher even though like you know because I'm like he needs to be there um but I did pick Lucy and Olivia because I feel like you could take them out and nothing would change I also thought Mr. Kim (laughs) which might make me sound mean but like I just don't think we needed him in the revival. Like, I thought he never existed in the first place. And then if he does exist, I think it's much funnier for us to never see him. You know, to just like... Yeah. Yeah, just to pop him in. It's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) I also feel like it's more of a compelling story to have Mrs. Kim be a single mom alongside Lorelai and have them, like, as two different examples of single moms raising daughters. Yeah. It's just like yet another reduction of a Kim storyline that could have been something mm-hmm. more. And then just like convenience sake, they're like, no, like, oh, yeah, yeah. they're still dating Dave. She's still dating Dave. Like, yeah, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any other characters? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think those are all really good picks. One that I wish had never appeared or appeared differently, but I think it would probably impact the plot too much if he was taken out, is Tristan. Mm, I did I just, think about him. Like, if he was just not so much of a creep, maybe it would be different because it, it's, like, interesting to have the kind of, like, unrequited love that he has for Rory while she's dating Dean, but it's also mm-hmm. not really that necessary i don't know and he's just a creep the whole time (laughs) yeah i think this might be one of our more like unpopular opinions like Mm -hmm. i think you and i both really don't like tristan and i don't really feel like either of us ever really considered him yeah at any point like i think he annoyed us from the beginning but (laughs) for my time on tiktok it's like there are a lot of people who are do find tristan appealing and it's just because Chad Michael Murray is attractive, yeah. but that doesn't mean that the character is attractive. Agreed. And I think creep is the right word. It's just like his behavior, his actions are red flags. Like, mm-hmm. And I can already hear someone, the voice inside my head is like, well, then why do you like Logan Alexis? And he <laughs> is different. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he is. He is. Yeah. Which is a good, your good point of like, if Tristan appeared at a different point. Like, yeah. what if they got Chad Michael Murray when Rory was at Yale? Like, he could have been a Logan then or something. Like, yeah. I, if they'd handled the character. Like, they just had to tweak a couple things about the character, making him less creepy, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it would have been, I would have been head over heels, probably. Yeah, I think that's, he's actually my answer to this other question. Who's your least favorite character and why? Mm-hmm. I think it's him because he's so, he, like, the writer's really thought that they were giving a viable love interest and like this really like hot shot kind of bad boy (laughs) that the audience would fall in love with and obviously a lot of the audience did fall in love with but I'm kind of disgusted by the fact that that's what they did yeah (laughs) he could have been he could have been a potential love interest in a different way like you don't have to choose between a creep and a dean you know you could choose between a kind of I don't know, just a rich, nice guy 
or a rich popular guy who's not a creep and dean yeah like why are these our two options yeah (laughs) who would be your least favorite character you know i actually forgot to write an answer to this and now i'm kind of stressed trying to decide and oh my gosh i just don't i don't know if i have one like asher fleming yeah asher fleming (laughs) is definitely up there honestly maybe i'll go with that one but i did also have like a third person which was kind of a silly answer for the characters Mm -hmm. you wish never appeared so i'll just choose this as my honorable mention for least favorite character and i think a lot of people might share this experience actually i didn't even know this guy i was like looking through gilmer girls characters to refresh my memory earlier and joey is the guy who's in like the first scene where he's like oh i don't know about that i never you know it's like what automatically plays on netflix yeah when you hover over gilmer girls and he's hitting on a 16 year old here before yeah i know And it's, I like try to go away as quickly as possible. And I've seen, I think I saw a funny TikTok where someone was like lip syncing to that because it's like a very universal experience, Mm -hmm. I feel like. And it's such a weird thing to play. Like, why is that man like the first dialogue on Gilmore? Not the like coffee, the first coffee line that Lorelai has in her first Dave Chilton outfit to Luke. I feel like that would be a better one. Exactly. So... That's he's gonna be my least favorite character yeah, for today. <laughs> okay, let's see. Gearing a bit away from Gilmore Girls, what are your favorite books and your comfort books? Oh my, I it's kind of the <laughs> same as TV. It's like where do I begin? Mm-hmm. Comfort books. I recently was like doing a reread of some of the series of my childhood and young adulthood Mm -hmm. and they were very comforting actually so like hunger games was a really fun reread twilight i have like really grown fond of twilight in my (laughs) older years (laughs) and um there might be some others i have a i have a i know we share an incredibly fraught relationship with a certain wizarding series um that i actually (laughs) haven't reread in a long time because of that mm-hmm. um so that i don't know a former me would have said that um do you have other comfort I, books I, kind of along the same line like in the past year or so i've been listening to the audiobooks of some of my favorite series when i was a kid like the anne of green gables mm-hmm. series um some of my favorite witch books as a like a little kid which are like the witch child the witch of blackbird pond mm. like those and listening to the audiobooks is just kind of like brought me back yeah. you know very comforting That's nice i loved um the princess diaries series oh yeah never yeah those. and the sisterhood of the traveling pants series was also mm-hmm. good yeah what about more recent <laughs> books favorite uh, books my favorite books I think I can kind of answer this, although it does change because I read new books all the time. But my favorite books are the Lord of the Rings trilogy, right, of course. Right. Um, also, the First Sister trilogy by Lyndon A. Lewis. It's a great recent sci-fi trilogy. Um, and the Expanse series. I think those would be like my favorite books at the moment. Yeah, that's a hard one also because I read a lot of books <laughs> what are you, what would you say your favorites are 
if you could pick I know, any. this stresses me out as well, even though it's my delight also. I should just run out to my bookshelf <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, for some reason, the first book that comes to mind is Gone Girl. <laughs> I love that. Mm. Like, I just love, I love the, the twist of, you know what, if you've read it or seen it. <laughs> I've seen it, but I've never read the, it. The I twist read it of POV, shall I say. If that's oh, not giving yeah. away too much, I think that's epic. I yeah. like Fates of Fates and Furies by Lauren Groff also has an epic twist of POV that I think of that in coordination with Gone Girl in my head. Um, oh, my God. I've actually <laughs> never read anything before in my life, and I actually don't know how to read. <laughs> What's your favorite book from your time period that you study? I am definitely a fan of The House of Mirth which has come up by Edith Wharton that has come up talking about Gilmore Girls before. I don't know. I'm just going to come back. I'm going to add in a little a little clip where I can list everything <laughs> eloquently. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> can just like make a book recommendation list for people. But at least I feel like this is perhaps an experience that many other people have shared like being mm-hmm. like identifying so much as a reader and then when the second someone asks you like have you read anything what do you like it's like word vomit you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I will say yeah. the last thing I'll say because this might be relevant to some of our listeners I just read the first three Akotar Akotar books a court of oh, yeah. thrones and romanticy yeah romanticy romance <laughs> fantasy and those books are like yeah. a big deal. Like they're well liked yeah, by are. a lot of people. And I think I enjoyed them. I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. romance and sex and fantasy. So I liked the combination of those. I wouldn't say it was my go to for like fantasy alone mm-hmm. or even, I don't know. But I like many other people. I like the second book a lot. They'll know what that means. <laughs> and I when I was done I read a fan fiction in Rysan's mm. point of view for anyone who will follow that sometimes people say Rysan <laughs> sometimes people say Resand, or he goes by Reese or Rice depending on how you say it so people can also <laughs> let me know how they say it too so <laughs> I just wanted to add my favorite period books from my please period, yes. uh, study my favorite Icelandic saga is Rolf Saga Kraka, Ooh. the story of King Rolf Kraki. It's a short saga, one of the legendary sagas, so it's a bit more fantastical, pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite Old English thing, uh, I'm going to kind of be predictable here <laughs> and say Beowulf. I was going to ask you. I have, yeah. <laughs> I have about eight translations of Beowulf, and I just, it's... You know, great. My favorite Middle English is Havelock the Dane. I wrote a chapter of my uh, dissertation on that, and it was pretty fun. So, yeah, if you're interested in medieval books, read those. I mean, they're not really books, medieval stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you your thoughts on Beowulf to be like, oh, yeah, the only thing I'm aware of <laughs> from this period <laughs> is Beowulf. Well, it and- is, it is, I mean, it's great and it's also like one of it's the longest old english uh epic poem and also a lot of old english that's extant is like that are would be considered fiction are like short Mm -hmm. poems and stuff like that uh 
there's not, I mean, there's not prose really, uh, except for in historical and law codes and stuff like Mm. that. So yeah, it's hard to use our modern conception of what's a good book for our medieval things. That's very fair. I will say that does remind me a recent book I read over the summer that I really liked was an adaptation of Beowulf. I think I might have told you this privately. It's called The Mere Wife. And it is loosely based on Beowulf and it's like in suburbia. It's super interesting. Also has to do with like trauma from war and things. So yeah, recommend that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We only have a couple more questions. So let's dive in. Have we thought about shows to do after Gilmore Girls and this person kindly adds you would both be amazing with marvelous mrs Maisel, which we'll talk about that in a second um but thank you i think we'd be good at that as well (laughs) yeah we have kind of talked Mm -hmm. about this a little bit i mean it's still a couple years off so who knows if we'll even want to continue podcasting then like we don't know where our lives will be but i think we've kind of like thrown around a few ideas Mm -hmm. like some of our favorite shows but then also maybe doing like some of the more short run shows and doing multiple. So yeah. like keeping up with some new shows that are coming out. Um, yeah. Was there any one that you, any show that you would love to cover someday? I, I do like that. Your idea of um, like doing a season of a show like that is airing mm-hmm. or something and like kind of switching between based on like what we want to do or what listeners want from us. Like people could vote on like, I would rather you do Severance season two. House of Dragons. Yeah, like <laughs> oh god, you know, that would be that awesome. would be awesome. Yeah, so like show. that. I like the versatility <laughs> of that and the engagement, and yeah. um, I think it could be cool to like be recapping something that is like new and fresh because yeah. we're doing something very much like going back to the vault, you know, but. The other kind of podcasting is like week by week, like as it's coming out and it's very like real time reacting. And I think that could be kind of an an exciting change for us. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think I'm like, or is our thing doing like classic shows that people like return to? Because I think that's kind of a theme. So like maybe we have some of those shows in common in our repertoires. Um, And then finally... I, we could just become like ASP scholars, you know, and yeah. do Bunheads and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and then whatever New York ballet show she puts out next. Like, oh gosh. I yeah. I don't know if I want to like, you know, fully commit to her completely, right? Yeah, but same. like, I, those shows are so worth talking about and like who better at mm-hmm. a certain point when we've just got all of that knowledge. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I don't know if I'm like, we'll talk about Maisel in a mm-hmm. second, but I don't know if I'm fully invested in Amy Sherman Palladino outside yeah. of Gilmore I Girls. think that's fair. At a certain point, there's too much, I think, and it starts to like yeah. um, affect my feelings yeah. and drag them down yeah, a bit. I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> in the wrong direction. <laughs> I do have to say, if Northern Exposure ever goes on streaming, I think that would be great to do. I don't know if you'd want it. Like, I I think you'd enjoy the show, but it would be cool to have like a diehard fan and a first time watcher. Um, Yeah. It does have six seasons. So that would be another commitment, like time commitment. I'm not, I would be, I would be interested in that. And I like, I really enjoyed listening to the Gilmore guys, which was the same 
premise, you know, like longtime fan, first time mm-hmm. listener. So I like I like that um, premise yeah, as well. Yeah, well, we'll see. Ask us again in two yeah. years. Uh, we might need we'll a be. break. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll see. Yeah, two years from now. I mean, it's hard to predict because you'll be done with your degree. So who knows you're what you'll be doing? Girl. Who knows what I'll be yeah. doing? Yeah. Or there's even the option, um, do we just do Gilmore Girls again? Yeah, that's you know? true. Like our <laughs> good friend Eden Gilmore has just announced her Eden Gilmore. Yeah, like or... roll it back. What did we miss? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have have we changed our yeah. minds? <laughs> do we like Tristan? Do we now? like Tristan? Um, and there's always the option <laughs> of like, um, we could go thematic rather than yeah. episodic and... Maybe there will be another revival by that point. Like, who knows? Oh, I kind of hope not, actually, but. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. let's move on to what are our general and our specific takes on the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel show. Let me look at my notes. See, this is why I didn't have such succinct <laughs> thoughts on my books, because I was spending too much time <laughs> trying to remember everything I've ever thought about Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I might do some rapid fire, but then I also want to know your opinion on something. So I'll begin with, I know we both really like Luke Kirby as Lenny Bruce Mm -hmm. to die for character. Me personally, I am very sexually attracted to Lenny Bruce. And (laughs) I love the chemistry between him and Midge. And one of my favorite scenes of the whole show is when they're in, I think it's Florida and there's just that, that like, oh, you know, yeah. he there's just that like palpable tension between them. And they're like sitting in a restaurant and the camera's like panning around them. And it's like the eye contact that they're giving each other. It's like that is like one of the hottest things I've ever seen. And like they're not even touching <laughs> each other, you know, and yeah. the will they won't they of like they're at his hotel door. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm going to leave, you know, like and yeah. then the way that spoiler alert. They, you know, finally get together and in the final season and it's like... It was the second I, to last season. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah. Second to last. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They totally dropped him in the last well, season. Well, because he was about to die. A bummer. <laughs> bummer. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, I just... I really like how it went down after all of that waiting. Like, it could have been disappointing, but, like, I love what she's, mm-hmm. like if we're going to do this, you need to like promise to still respect me, I think as a comedian or something yeah. along those lines. And he's like, of course. And I, I'm like, I love that as a feminist as well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lenny Bruce. Love him. Do you want me to go or do you want to keep going? Here's food for thought. I feel like you'll have thoughts about this probably. Okay. Midge has Lorelai and Rory problems. Like so many mm-hmm. of the things we've discussed about Lorelai and Rory, same Midge, like, of yeah. the protagonist no very similar speak on this please <laughs> yeah I think that's like so I really liked the first season and kind of the second season I watched the rest of the show but I kind of started falling out of like like Agreed. with it and I think part of it was because of Midge she I think even more than Lorelai and Rory has almost no self-development yeah. like no self-reflection Oftentimes, she makes mistakes that hurt other people and only thinks about how they hurt her. Yeah. Like when she um, outs... Uh, Shy Baldwin. Uh, yeah, Shy Baldwin. Um, and she has no conception of what that's going to do to him. Like, 
no conception whatsoever as a black man Mm -hmm. no conception whatsoever as a gay man like Mm -hmm. she just thinks about how him dropping her after that (laughs) hurts her she thinks she's been wrong what (laughs) yeah that was the most mind-boggling i think that was like a huge turning point for me as a fan yeah because like that's i think the season three finale is when she's been fired and then i think season four opens with yeah her. i think that's and right. so you don't like fully yeah. know how she's going to react but then season four opens and like the thing that they emphasize like her driving thing is like she's so angry and like feels mm-hmm. so personally attacked and all of this stuff and i'm like you just need to you should apologize to shy baldwin yeah, seriously. and she does eventually like many many episodes later but like my god that was just like yeah oh. <laughs> yeah so I feel like that's that was really the kind of I don't know the I liked all the side characters I really love her parents and Joel's parents I don't I liked Joel a bit but I also felt like this was another Amy Sherman Palladino thing <laughs> of like there can only be one person for Midge yeah. and he just has to kind of stick around in all these different ways throughout the entire time while she's also like dating other handsome men and stuff and it's just I didn't uh, I don't know I just didn't really buy it towards the end yeah (laughs) um but I did like I liked you know him especially in the first couple seasons he was such a flawed character yeah and kind of interesting yeah I Um, I actually feel like I like Joel more than some other people I don't I don't know like I think I might I think we're on the same page with like I liked that I liked him more than like say the Christopher who's in like the same situation mm-hmm. like it's interesting the Agreed. way that he was yeah. still like so dedicated to her in a way that it's like how can you both be how can your families be so intertwined I just find so fascinating yeah. and like I really liked his journey of like and I don't feel like they completely brought it home but I like the whole like he thought he was like the main character in their relationship and she was supposed to support him and then Mm -hmm. it's actually flipped you know like she's the main person and then his role becomes like primarily supporting her and I kind of like that version of like a dynamic and they kind of get there but not exactly as well like I don't know but yeah 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 I would kind of be interested in whether you our listeners would like to hear us do a full episode or potentially like a full episode of our thoughts on each Maisel season oh that could be fun yeah I don't think I want to do it like like episode by episode but we could do seasons yeah 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 it'd have to be like spread out over a while so we could (laughs) rewatch them seriously that could be interesting yeah maybe we could do that on our patreon at some point Yeah, yeah maybe that could be good yeah so like to return to Midge's character I think the like to describe it it's like she comes across as like an anti-hero or just like a bad person Mm -hmm. to us (laughs) because she does bad things and then doesn't um, reflect on them. But the show can't decide if she's an anti-hero or a hero. So like in the eyes of the show, they present her to us as like someone who's doing wrong but can also do no wrong. (laughs) And that's where the discrepancy is. Yeah, it was the same problem with Mm Lorelai and Rory. Like as we said with the Rory... Uh, the die jerk episode yeah. like the show wants us to be on her side when she's doing a terrible thing mm-hmm. and wants us to see her as like speaking the truth but really she's ruining somebody's life and the same thing for Mitch seriously 
other things I've got Susie Meyerson, I think maybe oh, yeah. the best Great. character ever. Carries the show. Yeah, in like all of yeah. I don't know, just amazing um performance by Alex Alex Bielstein. Is that her name? I, so. I thought I wrote it down. Jeez. Um who could have been Sookie, <laughs> but instead was Susie, and I think a better fit for Susie in the end. Yeah. And like the friendship between Midge and Susie, I think is one of the more like De- Alex Borstein. Borstein, not Bielstein. Alex Borstein. Yeah. Thank you. Like, I love just friendship rather than romance. Mm-hmm. Like, I love both, but friendship isn't highlighted enough. So I got to, like, call it out when I yeah, see it. And agreed. I love their friendship. I, in my head, Susie is asexual. Like, that was a big, like, will they ever address yeah. her sexuality? And I feel like they either shouldn't have or they. They just did it way too late when they, like, decided yeah. to do it. I think um, she's also, like, potentially non-binary, which right. is also super interesting to Agreed. see in a period drama. Agreed. The other thing that I think is fun to notice, and it could be good when we rewatch it because we've been rewatching Gilmore Girls so much, there are, like, recurring, I think people have called them ASP-isms, like, Paladino-isms, mm-hmm. you know, of, like, the Luke and Susie jam hands comment. Yeah. Um, Paris tipping everyone on spring break and Susie tipping everyone um, at the, like the hotels. Abe writing a review and Rory writing the review um, and so on. And then also the ASP verse, Paladino verse, where, you know, recurring mm-hmm. characters and actors. Did you have a favorite actor that was, you know, from Gilmore Girls in Maisel or like who you were most excited to see uh, I think I was obviously excited to see Jess but that was a bit of a letdown I know right show. <laughs> I think Kelly Bishop was like the one when she showed up on screen I screen I think I gasped yeah and I just loved the character that she got Me too. the like uh not uh, the matchmaker mod mob boss kind of character yeah it was great (laughs) I agree I was most excited to see Kelly Bishop I think I was most excited to see um also Liza Whale you know Paris oh yeah but I think I was disappointed by her character actually she was just like a kind of side character traveling with Midge when she was on tour for Shy Baldwin and I mean I liked the character but I feel like I just didn't see much of her you know could have been better didn't have like any real story arc for her um and then someone I was pleasantly surprised by was Francie played by Emily Burgle when she plays Susie's sister like that was a really (laughs) pleasant surprise yeah okay should we move on from Maisel or did you have no yeah I think we can move on um but I think clearly there is a lot to be talked about there so maybe we will return to that yeah so our final question is a bit of a doozy and I'm excited to, maybe we should put, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited by this question. So, if you had to switch bodies with a Gilmore Girls townie, Freaky Friday style, and you had to live their life and trust them to live yours, to go to work, hang with friends, etc., who would it be and why? So, I based my decision for this off of one thing, and that was who could take care of my cats. Oh, smart. <laughs> and, uh... I have chosen Kirk. Nice. Now, now you might ask, he and Cat Kirk didn't have a great <laughs> first encounter. And that's true. But he was devoted to Cat Kirk. He mm-hmm. did everything he could to make Cat Kirk's life comfortable. And 
you know, get what he needed. It ended up that they just weren't compatible, but I think he would get along well with my cats. Yeah. (laughs) I also think that when I am in Kirk's body, nobody would notice because he's so unpredictable (laughs) in his day-to-day that nobody would really notice as long as I order the right things at Luke's. Mm, That's a good point. (laughs) Now, when he's in my body going to my meetings, I work and stuff, that could be a bit of an issue. Yeah. But thankfully, I work remotely so he'd only have to deal with some Teams meetings, and I feel like he'd forget to unmute most of the time, so it'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, answer. Who would, you, <laughs> who would you pick? Like, my first thought was instantly Rory, but then I, like, reread the question, and I'm like, it's a, it asks for a townie. Mm-hmm. And I think so, at, like, to be fair, I think I have to exclude, like, all – primary and secondary characters because like I also think Lane would be great but like she's too much of a main character so Townie's only Mm -hmm. this is hard because I was like I don't know if I trust any of them with my life like no offense (laughs) but they would have to be like writing a dissertation they would be like copy editing things like hanging out with my friends would be fine but like I'm concerned I won't lie (laughs) maybe they'd have some breakthroughs for your dissertation maybe really get you going yeah um so i think i would like i think i want to say babette actually okay um because like i think i would like her life like what her and maury have going seems really good and i because i'm like luke like i just have to be working all the time i don't want to do that kirk the same thing like he has so many jobs um Miss Patty I thought about as well but then I was like I can't like be a dance instructor like that would not go very well (laughs) so I think Babette because I would have like a loving husband I'd have a cat or two probably I could call people sugar I'd hang out with my best friend Miss Patty like I think it would be a good time and then gossip yeah and then I think she could get along with my partner if she was here in my life since she you know like She's part of a dynamic duo in the show, so she'd probably mm-hmm. be able to get along with another guy, hopefully. I mean, she seems flirty, so mm-hmm. I think, and friendly <laughs> and caring. I don't think she could really even probably make my laptop work, so maybe um, <laughs> maybe she wouldn't do anything for me, which would be probably good in the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. That would be quite the day. Yeah. Hopefully it would just be a couple days. Hopefully, yeah. Max. <laughs> That also reminded me I really want to watch the Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis, Freaky Friday. Yeah. It's a good movie. Now, that would be a really good movie to go watch now. Yeah. I agree. Or um, 17 again. Oh, yeah. That, wait, which one, though? The Zac I Efron like the one? ones with the, um, was it uh, Tia and Tamara Maori? They had one a 17 again? One of them did something. It, I think it was a 17 again or something with the same concept. I did like, I like Sister Sister and Twitches. Speaking of the Maori twins. Yeah. They were, yeah. Twitches scared me though. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I rewatched that recently. Yeah. Speaking of good. seasonal content. Spooky. <laughs> yeah. The Disney Channel movie Twitches is a bit too scary for me. So that, if that gives anyone a sense. <laughs> Gotta oh, watch dear. Stranger Things with the lights on. <laughs> wow. <sighs> okay. okay. Well, those are all of our questions for today. That was pretty fun. I agree. I a lot of fun, fun answering those. We'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, thank you to everyone <laughs> for sending them in. And if there's yeah. burning questions that remain, 
keep a lookout for the next time we do this. Mm -hmm. And we're going to take a couple weeks off, but we'll be back with the rest of season four soon. Yeah. Talk to you then. Talk (laughs) Talk soon. Talk soon. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Talking Fast, a Gilmore Girls podcast. Don't forget to rate and review us and share us with your friends. Join us on Instagram and TikTok at Talking Fast Podcast. And join the conversation by emailing us your thoughts, talkingfastpodcast at gmail.com.